position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 186 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this uh, late Sunday, uh, uh, 9.35 p.m., uh, 20th of May, 2018. So for our sequel friends, that would make it 2018, uh, what, 0520, uh, 2135 p.m. PST, Pacific, well, I guess, well, whatever. Eh. Anyway, left coast time, coast with the most, L.A. time. United States earlier time. Yes, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Oh my god. More whiskey. Yes! The best idea that you've ever had, Ivor. You're fired. Because obviously that's the best idea he's ever had and is probably ever going to have. Um. Oh, except for this. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. So we'll miss you, Ivor, big idea, man. Um, yeah, that was a that was good whiskey, by the way. Uh, we're drinking the good stuff. Well, we're, drinking, we're back to Black Velvet again. So that's the good stuff for me. Um, that was, of course, a quote from Veep. Anyway, let's get straight to our top, top story, story time. Um, 
First of all, the column has returned. Uh, this week we did a column on Tomb Raider Endurance Mode. Tomb. Tomb Raider Endurance Mode, not Tomb Raider. We read the tomes, we raid the tombs, which is why we need the tomes. Lara, Laura, Lara, Laura, 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 you know, a reasonable first-person account of... It's a composite of two things, of two runs that actually happened to me. Um, of course, if you've been watching the Twitch stream, the live stream, you know. You know that I love the Spike Pets, actually. That's how I've been dying lately, which is unfortunate. But, not been dying due to crashing, and I am still hopelessly addicted to this game. And there's something stuck to the bottom of this glass, and it is horrifying. It looks really gross. Okay, thank God it was on the bottom and not... It was on the bottom exterior, not on the bottom interior. So, uh... Check out the column, www.bestlinuxgames.com Click on the link at the top to, uh, see our woefully inadequate, horribly designed... There is no design on that page, and there never has been. There will be soon, eventually. Um, click on the link at the top where it says the column and you too can be the idol of your friends and neighbors as you get jacked in to the latest uh, hopefully we'll have a uh, more column next week um, yes uh, probably featuring a transcript of my interview with uh, the creator of Jet O'Mara I'm hoping to get that done um Yes. So up next, uh, we have uh, just a shout out to my buddy Joe at multimonitorcomputer.com. He put together this tool at multimonitorcomputer.com. It's free. It's a free tool for tricking out your system from scratch, just like uh, very much all like PC part picker com, which is my preferred... I'm building out a system for my mom right now. Uh, a backup system. A network-attached backup system. You know, so I want... She only runs Windows. I don't want her to ever fucking even think about this box that'll be running in a closet in one of her guest bedrooms in perpetuity by her router. Um, but I want to have ZFS... ZFS um, so I've been pricing out uh, hard drives and trying to figure out exactly where the market is on uh, motherboard and CPU combinations, PC part picker is great. That's how I built this system. Um, I remember building systems for people and quoting out prices for people's, uh, you know, for, for people um, without having the luxury of a site like PC part picker. Um, anyway, multimonitorcomputer.com, M-U-L-T-I-M-O-N-I-T-O-R-C-O-M-P-U-T-E-R.com. They have, this This site proves that I'm not crazy, by the way. Which is one of the reasons why I love this guy, Joe. He's like a, he's a stock trader like in real life. So he became obsessed like five years ago with multiple monitors. And uh, he he spent his free time, um, I don't know, he's like independently wealthy now. But he spent, he spent his free time building a similar thing to PCPartPicker.com but it's for building the best multi-monitor rig, and it starts with the criteria that you want from this rig. 
So how and the first question is like, how many monitors do you want? Um, and what are you going to be using them for? Are you going to be using them for gaming, etc., etc., etc.? He doesn't use Linux, but it's a great jumping-off place uh, if you, like I, believe that the answer to how many monitors is enough monitors is the Delta plus one more monitor of too many monitors plus one more monitor. Um, and he gives you... It's a simple tool... But it's not a simple task. It seems like it would be a simple task. It is not a simple task. If you want to run eight monitors for, like, you know, uh, stock trading or whatever, not for gaming, but for stock trading, that's going to be complicated. Um, and so it, it'll match you with the motherboard. Match you. Uh, so I wanted to give a shout out to Joe because that, that's a really cool site. I, he doesn't even list his fucking last name on his site. I wrote him a, a frantic email, you know, just on the contact form on his website. I'm like, this is so cool. I love you with you. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, we're going to be adding more monitors to my rig soon. So there you go. And this week, we also have a feature for you uh, on Hyperspace Dogfights, which is a game about which I am somewhat reticent to feature due mainly to the fact that I don't really know what I can say about it. But anyway, based him with it, Ivor. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, first of all, uh, thank you, Ivor. Mm. First of all, in our new and noteworthy, a game that I, man, this is a fuck up because I saw when I saw it when it came out, but uh. Lots of shit was going on. I think it was right around Linux Fest Northwest. But Pillars of Eternity 2. The sequel to Pillars of Eternity. It's called Dead Fire. Um, Pillars of Eternity 2. Dead. Oh, come on. Don't make me fucking end. Jesus Christ. I'm so glad I fired Ivor. Yeah, there's my... F- yeah, I was born... Yeah. January 1st, 1901. Yeah, that's good. Um... Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, the sequel to the... Well, here's what they had to say. Pursue a rogue god over land and sea in the sequel to the multi-award-winning RPG Pillars of Eternity. Captain your ship on a dangerous voyage of discovery across the vast, unexplored archipelago region of the Deadfire. Um, and so far, the reviews have been very positive. 1,402. But this game came out on May 8th. So this was not around Linux Fest Northwest. This was just uh, me... Refusing to pay fifty dollars, it's forty nine dollars ninety nine cents. Of course, that's the standard edition. There is, there are also two other available options. You could spend fifty nine dollars ninety nine cents and get the deluxe edition, or you get the Obsidian edition for seventy four dollars ninety nine cents. Seventy four dollars ninety nine cents. Jesus Christ. Um, and I'm not in the mood really for more Pillars of Eternity, um, which is a great role playing game. It's demi isometric, uh, beautiful, uh. Lots of attention to detail, lots of story readings, um, lots, I mean, it'll take you three hours to create your character, which is really cool to find that type of depth in, um, in in a role-playing game in the, the modern age. And the voice acting is generally pretty good. The graphics are excellent. I do like the play mechanics. The community of RPG fans who love the Baldur's Gate, uh, oeuvre, of um 
of uh, RPGs have been split over Pillars of Eternity, and they will forever be split, ne'er the twain shall meet, East versus West kind of style, um, over the fact that Pillars of Eternity only gives you uh, experience upon completing uh, a quest. You don't get experience for killing shit. Um, which is one of the reasons why, like, I probably only played, like, what, 12 hours of the original? Well, let's see. Let's go look. Because I can... Having these sorts of metrics is always nice. I played six hours of Pillars of Returning, which can't be right. Mm. Oh, no, holy shit. Yeah, so that was... Um, I, I bought Pillars of Eternity, the original one, on uh, January, February, March 27, 2015. It's a long time ago. It's like the start of the podcast. Um, I think we've gone over four years, by the way, uh, of this this year podcast. But anyway, um, for those of you who... I mean, I'm, I can't bring myself to buy it right now because I'm having a lot of fun with... Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, excuse me, um, in endurance mode, and uh, having a lot of fun covering the equally, uh, what do you call it, abundant um, storm cloud of independent games that have been coming out uh, this last, you know, oh shit, sorry, that was my mom texting me, oh mom, um, it was actually my mom, uh, but, and then on top of that, I still have to beat Dying Light, um, which is like a fan, oh my god, if you don't have Dying Light, get Dying Light. Anyway, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, I would be remiss in my duties for this podcast if I did not cover one of the, and these guys, they spend so much fucking time on every aspect of this game, of the, well, at least that's what they did with the first one, I don't know about, uh, the sequel, um, it is fairly orgasmic. It's like the it's like the um, play experience that you know you thought you had. Well, if you're old as fuck like I am, um, that you thought you had when you played older games when they first came out, that tried to do what these guys can now do so effortlessly by leveraging the technology that they have available to them. And then actually spending the same amount of time to make the game as they did, as they would have had to spend 20 years ago. But instead, it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, 5% of the effort for them, you know, technologically and stuff, as it would have been, you know, 20 years ago. And they still spend the three years worth of fucking time to make the game even better. It's They're perfectionists. And, you know, blah. So... I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll eventually pick it up during a Steam sale or something. So up next, we have the Framed Collection. This is a rad game. Even though it is dangerously, even though it totters dangerously close to a puzzle game, and if you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast at all for any amount of time, then you know that I hate puzzle games. Well, Framed Collection is not a puzzle game. Here's what they have to say about it. Rearrange the panels of an animated comic book to craft the story of a noir-style spy adventure in the Framed Collection, a compilation of the multi-award-winning puzzle games Framed and Framed 2. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about, about this game, and I'm going to digress on this game, but first of all, here's some of the awards. 
Winner, Independent Game Festival China 23, Excellence in Design. Winner, Big Festival, I don't know what the fuck Big Festival is. Best Independent Gaming Festival, I don't know. 2014, Best Narrative. Winner, Indiecade 2014, Visual Design. Those awards are well, those awards, and they have many more awards than that. They, the game totally earned them. The deal with Framed is it's almost like a full motion video, but it's told in uh, comic book panels. So each stage is a new page of the comic book. And when you press, and it'll play automatically the first time, your hero will try to move from the top left or wherever he starts because they do get fairly esoteric and fairly, uh, what do you call it, um, idiosyncratic as you move through the game. Like, you can start on all sorts of different places and shit. You don't get to pick where you start. Your character is always trying to run away from these guards. They're the police who are trying to seize the note that your character is a courier of. These are all... Your character is a full motion video, like a mocap. Motion captured, uh, you know, uh, black and white silhouette of themselves, as are the guards and stuff, with great mocap, great detail uh, in the in the motion captures in 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 the game. Um, so so you start a level and you start to your character is always running, um, and you watch them move from panel to panel. Let's say it's a six up. Let's say there's three on top, three on the bottom. Well, let's say on the third panel, your character runs right into the face of a cop and, you know, the cop pulls his gun and you drop your bag and blah. Or if you're the chick or whatever, because there are many different people that you can play as. Um, That's the end of that. That's the end of that. So, the, so that's the end of the exposition for that level. Everything resets right then, and it stopped. And now you can rearrange the panels on that comic book page so that your character will run sequentially through the panels as presented via the layout, informed by the layout, but will reach a different outcome. So move the panel with the ladder that goes up before he, before your character hits the cop, so move that from panel five to panel two, and then you can run by the cop. But then in panel five, there's a guy who's waiting, uh, you know, above, you know, like on the roof level, like where your character is still running, and so now you have to figure out how to get him back down underneath that other guy before he gets to the other guy, and then the last panel is them escaping to the next level. These get very, very complicated, but they are so fun, and they are incredibly fun when you're stoned. I mean, like, really, really, really fun when you're stoned. Um, and they're so hard. I mean, they get so difficult when you're stoned, because, like, there's some that are, like, right and left kind of things, but it's so delicious to watch, and so... um I love the I love the vibraphone music and the the um the jazz sensibilities of this game. 
And there's no dialogue. It's all in pantomime. It's like everything that's really good about the stuff that I'm good at in terms of designing video games. <laughs> to be honest. And you'll be surprised. Everything is very surprising in this game. Um, you have to figure out like these obtuse puzzles that aren't puzzles. It's like, okay, well, how, like one of my favorite early ones is one with a fire axe where you have to figure out, okay, oh, all right, so if I get the fire axe, it can break open in this window. And then I have to figure out where the fuck I'm going to come out of the window on the next panel. So I need another panel with windows. <laughs> and so like, it's really cool. And it's it's not like a, it, you, it does not feel like a puzzle game. So there you go. That is the Framed Collection. F-R-A-M-E-D. Framed. Uh, which is now through May 24th, uh, 10% off at $8.99. I highly recommend it. This includes three games, if I remember correctly. Uh, framed 1, Framed 2. Oh, no, it only includes those two, but... Um, Frame one and frame two, because that's all there. That's all there is. Runs great on Linux. And uh, let's see what, what, what. Oh my god! Then they had to ruin it. I just scrolled down on their page to look at the reviews. Fucking Hideo Kojima, motherfucker extraordinaire, who ruined, who got me addicted and then ruined his own fucking series. Anyway, says that it's my best game of this year, without any doubt. Blah. Um, man, that took the fucking... That took the heart out of my dick pretty fast. That drained me. That took the piss right out of me. Oh, boy. Let's not get started again on me versus Hideo Kojima. Who I met once. And I did not punch him in the face, as I promised I would if I met him. But I did not. Because there was a cop there. Um... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Fuck you, Snake Eater. Uh, up next in our new and noteworthy, and our last in our new and noteworthy is Mushroom, the Ruckus. Now, again, this this episode, I'm trying not to turn this into the fucking Stone Gamer fucking podcast because you know, blah. All these games are good. Some of them are. Not necessarily better if you're stoned. They are... Although there are a few that are necessarily better when you're stoned. When I say that a game is great when you're stoned, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be stoned to enjoy the game or to admire the game or to appreciate the game or have a fun time. It's not... I'm not... I'm not saying that being stoned covers up deficits in the quality of the game is what I'm trying to say here. Mushroom the Ruckus however, is an utterly mindless game. It's a uh, top-down Zelda-like game. It's all in blue. Everything is blue or brown. Blue, brown, and white. And they're all the same shades of blue, brown, and white. You are a mushroom. Oh, well, let's let's see, let's see what they have to say before I, I go into my little rant. This is a great game when you're stoned. Come on, Steam, open up. Mushroom the Ruckus. A 2D hack and slash type deal. Play as a mushroom who seeks approval from a floating eyeball. So, 
it's kind of interesting to see a game. Okay, so I, I I was wrong. There there are there are two different shades of blue. Hmm. You're a mushroom. You awaken your mushroom village, which is made out of mushrooms, populated by other mushrooms who are also mushroom people. And uh, you pick up some spores, and this floating eyeball begins following you, and it really loves it when you pick up the spores. And you kind of realize that if you beat everyone to death with your hack and slash attacks, that other mushrooms have spores. And so you can kill your friends and get the spores from them. And uh, the eyeball loves it, and you, for some reason, really need the approval of this eyeball. It's kind of like the Trump administration with uh, vis-a-vis um, the media. Uh, vis-a-vis Fox fucking news. Fox and friends. Fox and friends. Mm. So, l- l- let me let me clarify further by reading the about this game. Mushroom the Ruckus is a 2D top-down hack-and-slash type deal where you play as a mushroom with a vendetta against his own kind. You are a social pariah cast away from the quote-unquote cool groups due to a series of nondescript events. There is no such cutscene depicting this. You find affirmation in a mysterious floating eyeball who seems to enjoy watching you whack other mushrooms. That's where you come in. Play through ten levels of hacking and another ten levels of slashing for a combined total total of twenty levels of hack and slash combat against several different enemy types. Maybe once you've destroyed all these other mushrooms, you'll feel better. Good luck. Runs great on Linux. <laughs> it came out May 1st, 2018. It is currently... <laughs> it's it's a trip. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not psychedelic at all. Except for the fact that it's all blue, which is really weird. I've never seen a game that, other than like black and white games like Ghost for, the, for our old IBM machine that we had when I was like fucking four years old, three years old and that was a thousand years ago that was the that was the Lincoln administration man so uh, but Mushroom the Ruckus is a $1.99 and they shipped with Linux support go buy it just to support this guy Alex Horatio who I will try to get on to do uh, an interview, no one ever wants to talk to me, either everyone doesn't speak English as a first language and they're like embarrassed by their excellent fucking English in chat which is better than my English in chat um so they don't want to ever go on mic with me <laughs> um, but maybe we can get Alex Horatio on the show to just talk a little bit about Mushroom the Ruckus because it's, it's a fun game it's a surprisingly fun game so uh to review our new and noteworthy we had Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire we had the Framed Collection which I highly recommend uh, and Mushroom of the Ruckus, which is $2, so fucking go buy it. Please, please represent us in the fucking uh, Steam stats for their Linux sales, please. Motherfuckers, motherlickers, I like you. I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> See what I did to Kelly Jefferson. Okay, so, that leads us to, uh, what, what time is it for, Ivor? Oh, Ivor, hit it! Oh my god, it's the Libyans! The Libyans!
never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! Indeed, it is the Libyans. Yeah, you see, Buster? Yeah, it's gonna be the Libyans from now on, see? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind already, aren't I? Not enough whiskey. Let's have some more whiskey. Oh, Jesus. So, our feature this week is Hyperspace Dogfights. Hyperspace Dogfights. The password is Hyperspace Dogfights. So, for those of you who missed Luftrausers, which was a bizarre fucking alternate history counterfactual take on World War II uh, air combat in a... Uh, Two-dimensional, side-scrolling, free-roaming shooter with gravity. Meaning that you could crash your plane and shit. Hyperspace dogfights, well, here's what they have to say about it. See, I don't really know that I have much to say about this game, other than I really, really like it a lot. It is a fucking frenzied, chaotic mess of just, I'm dying, I know why I'm dying, I should have done better, I am dying... I should have done better. I'm going to blow you up and I'm going to blow up all your fucking friends before I die. I'm going to fuck you up like a car crash before I die. I'm Oh, you got me. Um, With objective-based interstitial... Not interstitial. With objective-based stages that are semi-roguelike, here's what they have to say about it. Hyperspace Dogfights is a juicy jet combat roguelike in which you blast, dodge, and slice your way through masses of technological, technologically inferior enemies. During the mission, your craft will evolve into something stronger and weirder by gathering some of the 200-plus items available in-game. For the next 11, uh, 11 hours and 57 minutes, Hyperspace Dogfights is 10% off at $8.99, but by the time you hear this, I imagine the next voice you hear... Sir, there's a Mr... Oh my god, my ears on fire! Online one uh, is $8.99, but if that expires, it's still worth buying at $9.99. Hyperspace Dogfights is a gravity-based asteroids game. So you're like in a planet's atmosphere, and there's gravity, so you're falling. And I was resistant to this game very much so at first because it does not have at least that I can tell, controller support available for it. You have to use the keyboard and the mouse. You don't use the mouse for anything, though, other than the buttons on it. So, like, I kind of... I haven't gone... Because I'm still kind of pissed about um, Hyper Sentinel or whatever the fuck the game was from our episode a couple of weeks ago where it was, like, games that I'm not playing... That guy got back to me that day, by the way. He got back to me during that show, which was interesting. Anyway, hyperspace dogfights. You use the A and D keys on your keyboard to rotate your ship. You use the W key to apply thrust. You use the left mouse the yeah, the left mouse button to fire your primary weapon. You use space to fire your secondary weapon. You use the right mouse button to jump shift which is like a, a dodge move. It's like a dash. 
um, you move between these stages, which are just randomly presented to you, each with their own objective, by pressing the W key three times while aimed uh, laterally. Is that the right word? Uh, you have to be like parallel to the to a horizontal axis. It's like if you're facing right or left. And in fact, you have to be facing right. You press the W key three times after you complete your objective. You move on to the next stage. The the neat thing about this game, and this is a one of the reasons why I'm featuring this game is that not many people have played it. It came out May 14th, 2018. Shipped with Linux support, by the way. And it's not that expensive. It's 10 bucks, and it's a good game. It's very pretty. And it's also very good when you're stoned. Um, it's almost impossible when you're really stoned. Um, the coolest thing about hyperspace dogfights is that if you liked Luftrausers, which I really did enjoy Luftrausers, but it was a short game. I barely got, like, uh, let's see. Luftrausers. Which is still $9.99. I wouldn't be surprised if these were made by the same person. Hmm. I beat Luftrausers in 6.1 hours. This game, Hyperspace Dogfights, is like Luftrausers, but with insane pixel art that is just like, everything is always exploding and you're always on fire, and the game mechanics of it, the fundamental game mechanics of it, are super tuned to perfection. I still dislike the fact that I have to rely on the keyboard and the mouse, especially when the mouse doesn't, you don't aim the mouse. I have a trackball. It's just used for those two buttons, so I don't know why they don't have a controller-based um, option for it yet, at least on Linux. Maybe they do, and I'm just too stupid. Um, but we are talking massive chaos. We're talking the the airborne bro force of massive chaos. Of course, it's it's a single player game, but uh, it's made by Sleeper Games, and developed and published by Sleeper Games. This is a fantastic game. The more you shoot, the less shields you have. If you stop shooting, your shields recharge. You also have a hull damage. If your shields are gone and you take damage, it goes to your hull. You don't want that. So you are, like, careening from, like, you know, 20,000 feet, let's say, barreling into sand deserts, going, you know, fucking nose down straight into them, and fucking flying out the top, and blasting all your enemies, and once you get good at this game, it is very, it, it has all the hallmark, hallmarks of some classic arcade games from the 1980s, but it's way more colorful, way more dynamic, and it has a, it's, it's a roguelike, and there are 200 plus fucking power-ups in this game, none of which I understand, really, other than the flares and uh, the death missiles. Um, I've not cleared the first area, but, and this is not a review, this is just a little feature. Um, what? It says that I've played zero hours of this game, which is not true. That's weird. On one page of the Steam client, it says I've played zero hours of it. On the other, it says I played a hundred minutes of it. So maybe, I don't know, something's going on. Because mm. I know I spent longer than six hours in Pillars of Eternity. Anyway, Hyperspace Dogfights. Check out the stream on twitch.tv 
slash Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E, or just watch a fucking video of this game on their store page. And uh, it is super fun and completely insane. And it makes up for what Luftrausers did not have, which was one, replayability factor, two, open fucking endedness. There, like, there are hundreds, like it said, like it just said, hundreds of items. Um, and it's skill-based, Twitch-based fucking gameplay. Runs great on Linux. Great art style. Um, and it, I, you gotta support this game. I, I just, I, I, I'm really fairly adamant that you should probably support this game. Uh, I mean, I only started playing it like uh, four nights ago, five nights ago, maybe last week, something like that. Every night I put in like 20 minutes. It's how it started. And then it went to like 30, then 40. And then I had to pull myself away from it tonight to record this episode of the podcast. It's really good. It's very good. Um, and their boss encounters and all this crazy shit. And it's, it's, it's a game built out of crazy shit. It is like the crazy shit of blast em ups in the sky. At Sleeper Games is their Twitter handle. My Twitter handle, because we're right, that, so that's it for Hyper Space Dogfights. Check it out. I really love the color palette and the play mechanics of it are so great because they're very finely tuned. Like, if, you, if you're if you not paying attention, you can just fucking drain your shields and then you're like, oh, shit, I just drained my shields, but I killed fucking 50 guys, so I have, like, all these upgrade points. Well, now I need to just survive the fucking level <laughs> or complete the objective. As soon as you complete the objective, you can jet the fuck out of there. Um, it's, it's, it's super cool. It's super cool, and you get surprisingly good at dodging shit manually. If you play like I do, or you can play more conservatively and, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I like to, you know, to be on the wires life, the rest is just waiting, especially when you're stoned. Um, so let's tiptoe through the tulips across that tightrope with me. So that'll do us, um, for this week's episode. I will catch you on Friday, hopefully of this week. Um, check out the column, www.bestlinuxgames.com. Click on the column link at the top, and read all about Tomb Raider Raider Endurance Mode. Check out multimonitorcomputer.com for their, uh, if you've been considering tricking out your rig with multiple monitors, that tool, the tool that they have on there, and all the articles, by the way, the articles on that site are fantastic. And the card reviews, in particular, are invaluable for multiple monitor enthusiasts. On Linux or otherwise, I more or less otherwise, but I need another video card in this machine because I need more monitors because I don't have anywhere near the delta between too many and plus one more. I'm so so far behind. Um, We also uh, talked about Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire, which is 50 bucks to start or $80 if you're want to get the fucking I don't know and we talked about the Framed Collection F-R-A-M-E-D that's the comic book style game then uh, Mushroom the Ruckus which is $2 so you definitely need to buy that game 
And then our feature was hyperspace dogfights. Uh, Ivor, uh, tell them what to do before the end of the show. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. Cheers, and thanks for listening. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damien. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.